With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome to the Client Blue podcast, live after the fifth Aston Villa defeat in a row. My name is Dan Ronson. I'm joined by Matt Kendrick. I'm rushing through this intro because we want to keep this brief tonight. Uh, 20, 25 minutes. Villa have lost again. Like I said, five defeats in a row. Uh, Dean Smith has never lost five games in a row in all his time as management. But this Villa side and him have managed to do that. Uh, 1-0 at Southampton away. Just finished. Matt, give me your thoughts. 60 seconds, go for it. Yeah, it's crap, mate. I'll see you in a fortnight. Say that. <laughs> um, oh, God. My thoughts, my assessments, it's just bleak. It just looks like a it looks like a team that's lost confidence, that's lacking quality, that's lost direction, that's lacking leadership. It's obviously got injuries and suspensions and it, it looks it, it looks like what we, we hoped was only a blip or a slight rut has developed into a full-blown crisis. The last thing Aston Villa needed today was to concede an early goal and nearly 15 minutes of bedding into the game, a calm, passing it across the back four, feeling the way into the game. You know, Armstrong goes and pings in a worldie after two minutes. It was a great goal, but Villa shouldn't be giving anybody that opportunity around the edge of the box. All of a sudden, everything everything comes crumbling back down again. The confidence goes, Southampton's confidence soars. And that Villa team, lacking leaders except for one or two players, just retreats into the shell. And it was horrible again, wasn't it? And, mm. you know, if we're looking, look, if we're clutching for positives, then Villa's response second half was better, came out fighting, came out looking to really make a go of it. But even then, when we've got the at- attitude and a little bit more belief, the quality is lacking. You know, some of the yeah, bang on. some of the mistakes that are being made in possession, some of the deliveries into the box or not even getting into the box. I don't know. It's just it seems to have reached <laughs> that point where something's got to give, hasn't it? And I know I know we'll come on to that question. And I, I dread it. I really dread well, we're, it. We're pretty much. It feels like we're de- delaying the inevitable now, doesn't it? At, at this point, you know, like you said, we'll get on to Smith in a sec because you know, we'll try and go through it chronologically. But let's say Smith uh, stays, and we win the next game. We draw the one after that, and we win the, the next one after that. And you think, oh, you know what? They, they've took the international break and they, they've improved. Then the next time we lose two or three in a row, we're going to be back to square one of going. Maybe has taken as far as as we can go. So it does feel like now that. They're going to push the trigger at some point and say, "Right, that's it. You know, that's time to make that change and hope that that does it." But before we go into that too much in depth, I don't know, I'm going to get people saying I'm making excuses. I'm not. But the things you've just said in that first minute or two there about the quality as well, the quality of the players. You know, we, we spent a lot of money, and again, I can imagine the comments already. I know it's not. You know, Dean Smith's got a coach and all. I understand that, but 
you know the players whipping in poor balls, sloppy touches, lack of confidence. That's on the players as well. We've got, we've got to give the players a, an element of responsibility here. They're just not good enough. Some of them, the, the attitude doesn't look right. That's that's depressing. Yeah, I mean that's a championship <laughs> bench tonight. A young bench as well. Yeah, so in that sense, it's not a Premier League ready bench. That's a championship bench, and you've got. You've got Leon Bailey, who was our great hope <laughs> two weeks ago. I, mean, I prefer I prefer Leon Bailey when he plays in fifteen minute spells. To be honest, I think he's so far he's been a better player when he's not been playing, with the exception of that that goal. He's not he's not match fit. He's not ready for the rigors of the Premier League. That that much is clear. Um, and you know he's not got the the work ethic to 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 track back and to help out help out his fullbacks. Uh, he can't take a corner either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to dig him out because he's a quality player in there. We've we've seen it. He's played at a very high standard in the Bundesliga. Um, but when we've got these players who we're pinning so much on, I mean, Buendia turns up, doesn't he, in the second half for fifteen minutes? He's playing balls around the corners, playing little gives and give and goes. He's finding space, finding other people in space, and then Sod's Law he, he he cramps up and he yeah. and he goes off, and it's that kind of thing. I know it's a cliche, but it's that kind of thing that says, whatever happens here, it ain't going to, you know, something's not not right there. Um, it's just grim, isn't it? Let's let's try and go, go through this chronology. The team news comes out first of all. Let's, let's talk about team news. Uh, I'll say, I'll put a tweet out saying, I'll put, hmm, because I, I wasn't convinced of that team, but I said, yeah, I've learnt my lesson enough times now to, to judge this during the game and judge it after the game. Now before kickoff, you know, I've, I've seen many a team sheet come out and think, oh, that looks like a good team and we get battered and vice versa. That's not so great and we end up winning. So I thought, my initial thought was, oh, I don't really fancy that team. But, you know, if we win, happy days and, you know, no one will care about it. Midfield looks weak, doesn't it? McGinn and the cameras are two. When do it? Ten. I mean, where's, where's Morgan Sanson? I, I know. Well, I, know yeah, the, I, know. I know the firework display down our zone cricket club's quite popular. But I, don't know, what, I don't know what the situation there is because if, if Smith and him have had a falling out, which is the rumor at the moment, why even mention him in the press conference yesterday that he's fit to to make the bench or fit to be in the squad or whatever the phrase was? So just not even see him in there. I mean, the likelihood of him getting injured between yesterday's press conference and today is probably quite high with his, you know, candy well, frost exactly, legs or whatever he's got. But you players, to be honest, um, it's just typical, isn't it? Even even Ings and Louise as well. Like I don't, even, I've not seen some stuff this week, so I've been off. But I, I, we don't even know what's going on with Louise, do we? I don't think. I think Ings is potentially injured, a bit of illness in the squad. I don't know. At this point, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Do you mean any more? You've never known what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the, t- the team news comes out, and you think, well, Twan Zabi as well. Is he it's any? A, I mean, tw- Twan Zabi and Horse is a bit of a toss-up for me. I've probably said a few times that either or those, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't be that bothered about which one. But he looked poor again tonight. And then you got well, Horse like moving left the deck chairs around on the Titanic at the moment, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, right. Um, That's fair. <laughs> El Ghazi was the talk of the first half when he was doing he didn't want to be there, he was doing his best to get himself sent off. Could have got three bookings. Yeah. Um if it, I mean let's face it. I think I think I've just seen James Russian tweet saying in isolation a one nil defeat, if it was just tonight, you know, that was a bit of a, a bad spell tonight. It's not the end of the world. We've had a bit of a fight back in the second half. It's a great goal from them. It's only one nil. Like, yeah. It's a defeat. All defeats are annoying, but that's not that bad. But the manner of it and the way it's happened. And let's face it, if, if El Ghazi is rightly sent off because he's picked up about three or four yellow cards and Southampton are better at finishing, that's a 3-0 game at half-time. 
and it's game over and everyone's going, yeah, awful defeat, get him out now. And people are still saying that, which is fair enough. But a 1-0 on paper doesn't look that bad with the second half mini fight back for 15, 20 minutes. But if, South, if we're playing Man City there, I know Man City's a, maybe Man City's not a great example, but we're 6-0 down at half-time. Like that first half was awful. Oh, look, um, Southampton looked like peak Brazil at yeah. some stages during that first half. It's amazing the confidence how it headed in different directions after that first first two minutes. And I think I think Villa was just shell shocked. I mean, shell shocked is probably the word that I'd use. If, if you look at looked at Dean Smith towards the end of the game when it uh, when the cameras panned to him, he looked like a broken man to me. He looked like listen, I don't want to add to the hype and stuff, but he looked like. You know, there's a foreboding sense that <laughs> something's to me, happening. That, to me, that was thinking, if I lose tonight, I'm probably going to lose my job. And as it slowly ticks down and you're playing all your strikers, and it's so Steve Bruce, isn't it? We're jumping all over the place. But you often see, don't you, when a manager goes to three at the back, people start saying, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Just throwing all the strikers on when you need a goal. Archer, Davis, and Watkins all playing together in some weird system. is just, that screams of desperation. You can see the clock ticking down and thinking, right, well, got to do something here because I know that, all conjecture, but I know if I lose here, I'm probably going to get sacked in the next few days or it war on air. Who knows? I think Merson said, didn't he, in his punditry at the start of the game, that it's kind of selection bingo at the moment. You know, Dean Smith's clutching and reaching to try and find the right formula, which was hard enough when he got most of his players available. He's even harder now, now that Villa are, are on a dreadful run and he's got a lot of players missing. And it is. We, we're, what, nearly a dozen games in now, are we? And Eleven, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't, name, couldn't name his best team if everybody was fit and available, let alone where we are at the moment. And it's just, I hate to say this, but it's just the hallmarks. And we've, we've seen it time and time again. We've seen it when, and I, I, as I've, you probably don't think I've matured. As I've matured as a football fan and as a, as a journalist, it used to really rile me when managers under pressure, you know, I've fallen out with Lambert and Bruce and O'Neill and lots. <laughs> there's a common theme in all this. I've fallen out with lots of managers, but it used to rile me when they'd say silly things, mm. you know, like, so, so Dean Smith pre-match was like business as usual. Like everything's fine. You know, nothing to see here. Crisis. What crisis? And it's when you, you can just see them, them clutching, but what, what are they, what's he supposed to say? Because if he says, yeah. oh, yeah, we're, we're having an absolute mare and it's all my fault, <laughs> that's not a good look either. But you see the excuse management and you see you see the the chopping and changing of formations and tactics and personnel. And these little things you see, you know, it's cliche again, but you see the, the rub of the green going against you, things not falling for you. And all these things, to me, it just kind of leads towards this tsunami of pressure that is heading one way. And I'm not saying that will happen in the next two weeks. I think it might. I'm more convinced that it might than I have been at any stage before. And that's at any stage mm-hmm. before, even when we was on the brink ahead of lockdown and we were, you know, we got stuffed at Leicester. But definitely the direction of travel is that something really, really spectacular is going to have to occur to put this back on back on track again, and you know, the evidence in front of our eyes says that 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 looks very very unlikely. 
Is there any? I don't want to talk about it as if it's a done deal here that that Smith will be gone in the next however many days, if it's even in this break. But just to have both sides of the argument, is there any positives or any pros to keeping Smith in at this point? Can he still turn it around? He's still the Dean Smith who has, and we we know the history. He's got Villa from off out the Championship success year on year on year on year. So, of course, of course, these these qualities in there. I don't buy the theory that Dean Smith is suddenly a fraud and he's not good enough for this level. And Dean Smith has been carried on the coattails of Jack Grealish and he's had no impact whatsoever in Villa's revival. Dean Smith's played played a big part in it. But well, even, in terms of... Even, sorry, just to put in, even specifically tonight, at half-time, after whatever was yeah. said at half-time, we were better. So you can't just go, oh, yeah, he's totally lost it. Something changed at half-time. You know, Bay plays as a second strike effectively, and then we change it to be a four-four-two, and we look better for that period of, of, of play. Obviously, we've not gone to win, get anything out of the game, but I understand that there's so much like, oh, this is why you should go this reason, this reason, this reason. You can't do this, but it, like I just said, even tonight, there's there's tiny signs that there's something in there. You don't get to be a Premier League manager by doing nothing, do you? Like, I don't know. It's, it is difficult because I, I understand why people are frustrated, and I'm also frustrated. Yeah, if you look at if you look at tonight's match, if Villa would have played that second half, it's ifs and buts, isn't it? If Villa's second half performance would have been matched by the first half performance, and it would have ended up in a nil-nil or a one-one draw, and it would have been ordinary times, and Villa would have won two and lost two of the last four or five games, it would have just gone down as a, a Friday night performance in the Premier League on the telly. Let's move yeah. on to the next one, but that's factored in to the last four. And what I what I prefer to judge Dean Smith on is this season because we can't say well you can say that you know we've only picked up so and so many points over the calendar year of 2021 and it's relegation form. We weren't saying that in the summer when Dean Smith lost his star player and Villa did quite a good uh, quite a good tidy PR job of saying don't worry we've got the, this this new cavalcade of stars. So I think it's unfair for us to start going back and picking holes in what mm. he's done before. Of course, there's been issues in what he's done before. He's never managed in the Premier League before. A lot of the players have never played in the Premier League before. But I think we've got to judge him solely on this season. Is this season good enough? No, it's not. Is there any opportunity? Is there any encouragement that Villa can turn this season around with what's in front of us at the moment? Very little. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's... This sounds really bad, and you know, I, I deliberately don't look at the comments on here <laughs> in case it affects my confidence and my self esteem. <laughs> but I know that it's going to be there's going to be more out, 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 out than I don't mm. know, Mickey Flanagan out, out on a Friday <laughs> night because that's 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 the way the mood is. Me personally can't bring myself to say that Dean Smith should be sacked. But equally, I can't bring myself to say that Dean Smith should be the man to take Villa forward. So that, that is the ultimate splinters in the arse situation, I know. But that's where I'm at at the moment. I don't, have, I, don't, I don't have faith at the moment in Dean Smith to turn it around. But I'm really, really clutching to find out, to have faith in who's going to come in and do a better long-term job. I think somebody could come in and give Villa a short, sharp shock, give it a Tim Sherwood treatment, get a few wins in the bag, Villa finish five, four or five places higher than, than we are now. But we said this on the previous podcast, to do that and to take that next step and to build something lasting, 
I don't know. That's not my job to 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 go and source source that bloke, though, is it? Yeah, I think that's the problem. Is that it's resetting. Like there, there was never a point where I thought that like Dean Smith wouldn't. Like I know managers don't last forever, but you think that like this project that Villa keep keep speaking about, get promoted, stay in the Premier League, and build and get into Europe eventually. Dean Smith has taken us this far, so in my head, it's always all you know, give him the chance to keep going as far as he can. But like you said, you can't. You can't defend the the run run at the moment, and there's nothing really in sight to make me go, "Oh yeah, Brighton next next game after the international break will be fine for that. We're ready to go." Because what's going to change in the next few weeks? Confidence doesn't just come from anywhere, does it? Confidence comes from winning games. I don't see how we win games at the moment. Then you look on paper and think you've got like, people like Danny Ings and Watkins that are goal scorers at this level. Bailey is, has done it elsewhere. Brendy has done it elsewhere. And you think, oh yeah, there's some good bunch of players there. So maybe is the manager not getting the best out of them, but. I don't know. Like, I don't want to get too far into the the conversation of what it will be like if Smith gets sacked because some of the stuff I'm seeing on the comments and on social media, I don't agree with that side of it to the extent that's so like vile and abusive and you know out 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 capitals and swearing and you know he's this he's yeah, that. Like, I, listen, I don't understand. Just know what I say. Different ways, don't they? Yeah, I don't. No, I don't I'm understand not. that because that feels like the same mentality that we we're used to in the last I don't know seven to ten years, where the the Villa manager has always been rubbish. So Remy Gard, Di Matteo, Lambert, McLeish, whoever, they were always rubbish with Villa. They never achieved anything. So when it was time to go, it was like, yeah, get rid of them because they've never done anything anyway. So it's easy to cut tyres. But Dean Smith's the most successful manager in the last 10 years. So to say, oh, get rid of him. He's useless. He's this, he's that. Something in my head just can't agree with that because he has done good with us. But this season and most of 2021 when Jack's been injured, hasn't been good enough. I'll, obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'm not going to sit on the fence and say, oh, yeah, we're fine. Let's go for it. Uh, Richard Zahardi, anyone who's swearing, you should see our Twitter feed because it's rife with people just being abusive, calling him the C word. Literally everything I've seen, seen what tonight. That, you know which one I mean. <laughs> so for that, I don't agree with that side of it. But you know, I'm going to sit here and say, yes, the football isn't good enough at the moment. And if the, if the owners think it's time to make a change, I'm fully behind that. I think that, again, listen, um, it won't surprise regular watchers, viewers and listeners to, to the show to realise that I'm not particularly <laughs> in the know with, with Aston Villa nowadays. I might have been back in the past. But to me, it seems like that if they are going to get rid of him, the stars are kind of aligning yeah. in a way that, you know... If they don't do it like, now... I, I we've lost, not only an international break, but we've got... The extra couple of days, isn't it? We've played early on a Friday. Yeah. These these two full weeks to turn it around. I'm not listen. I'm not saying go and go and you know pull the trigger now, but if you want to recruit a new manager, when you've got two weeks without a game that allows you to, you know, listen. Let, let's let's not be naive about this. The Villa hierarchy will have a shortlist um, of managers and. You know they'll have in mind who they think is available, who they think is is a good bet. Um, you know, it, it probably sounds a little bit disrespectful in a way, but that it's good business. It's good business to have succession plans, so they will they will have have done that. So if they we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but if they have done that and they've got several names lined up, the two week break offers you the opportunity to not only get that deal over the line, but to give the new man a little bit of time with the squad. So that might be a factor. I'm not saying that will happen. They might think that 
two weeks is the perfect chance for Dean Smith to press the reset button to yeah. get some of his players back fit um, and do it like that. So it, it, it can go both ways. The thing is, and this is stating the bleeding obvious, something needs to change because Aston Villa that we've seen since the last 10 minutes of the Wolves game yeah. of an Aston Villa in free fall. And no part of this project was entertaining the idea that Aston Villa, having got back to the Premier League, would suddenly drop out of the Premier League. And there's nothing like that to focus the minds of very wealthy, very shrewd, very single-minded businessmen. So it's going to be really, really fascinating over the over the next week. <laughs> That's one word for it. No, well, listen, fascinating in the sense that rubbernecking on a car crash is fascinating, I suppose. Um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting because we've got to the stage where, having had a bleak, a really bleak ten years, at Aston Villa fans, really, really bleak, the bleakest for a generation, certainly elements of it. Although we've still been to Wembley about four or five times. <laughs> yeah, lost them all having, apart from one. Having. Got over, got through that and been spoilt with year-on-year progress for the last three years. We're not used to this project stalling. So, and ultimately, that's what the decision will be decided on, won't it? The owners will come in to take Aston Villa forward. At the moment, we're going backwards. So, right, you're gone, new manager in. If that's as Ruth as it is, fine. That's that's what they have to do. Um, some people in the comments saying that we're so on the fence, we'd have to be relegated before one of us says, "Yeah, Leah Dean Smith's not good enough." If it goes that far, I don't obviously, know what based on though, because I, yeah, I don't like that. It won't get that when far. I've, I've, I've said this before. I regularly when when if I don't if I don't think that me saying Dean Smith out is the right place where I'm in in with my mind at the moment. Am I going to say that just to appease people in the comments? I'm not. When I think the manager definitely has to go, and there is no option because there's better there's better alternatives out there who I think could take Villa forward. I'll say it. You know, I'm I'm not in not in anybody's pockets at Aston Villa. Far far from it. I just need to be sure in my own mind that there's a better alternative out there, and I'm a lot closer to stopping defending Dean Smith. Probably tonight than I've been than I've been before because I can yeah, see too. a pattern emerging. Yeah. But that that's you know I don't know it's it's a it's a horrible situation. The, the finding of the replacement is not it's not up to me anyway. It's, it's not a, it's not in our job description to go and find the, the replacement because oh, it kind of feels like I oh, know yeah it kind of feels like, like the fence. We, we oh, I'd, I'd like to appoint you, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, it feels a bit like, you know, when a, a squad's struggling and there's somebody sat on the bench and it, it seems to be like the in thing that, oh, we need them, they'll come and fix it. You know, get him playing more, he'll, he'll come and change it. It kind of just feels like the, the, some of the names that are being suggested are just like, they're good because it isn't Dean Smith. I'll just give it to John Terry, get Nuno in, do like Eddie Howe. Names like that don't excite me. Like, I've said it all along, if it's just going to be somebody who stops the rot, and he's the same level as Dean Smith. In my head, I just think, well, Dean Smith gets the opportunity to, to try and sort it out still for another month or whatever. Because Eddie Howell's peak or Nuno's peak is as good as Dean Smith's in my eyes on paper. So unless the person can come in... And I know, I know it's a redundant question because I know he's he's about to be unveiled at Newcastle. Would you rather have Dean Smith or Eddie Howe? I'd rather have Dean Smith still. So... And I'm not saying that Newcastle's owners are the shrewdest people in the world, and they seem to have botched the process a little bit with the way that they thought they got Emery. And they, oh, they he wouldn't. They, they, they wouldn't. Eddie Howe wouldn't be. Wouldn't even be Newcastle's first choice. 
But so it, this is the kind of thing that I'm saying. So if Newcastle, who have been proclaimed as the the second coming of Christ because of all the money that that they've got, and you know the next Man City, the next Abramovich Chelsea, if they can only get Eddie Howe, <laughs> I know our owners and our CEO oh, oh, are shrewder or in a better place than the Newcastle owners. But if they can only get Eddie Howe. What's who's next in the queue? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that's not a reason. If we think that Dean Smith's time is up, I'm not saying that's not a reason to pull the plug. I'm just saying that this is this is a, a fundamental, significant decision in Aston Villa's history because we've got through that horrible, horrible patch. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. I really am because I can't. I'm struggling. I'm struggling to to defend Smith over what we've seen in the last the last five matches, but I'm struggling to to think of a of an alternative right now, and it just scares me the prospect of of pulling the trigger and not having not having a contingency plan that's gonna gonna get us to kick on straight away. I know that, that that's the gamble, and that that's why you know Christian Perslow and Co. and and and, and Big powerful CEOs are paid big salaries, but it just scares me. <laughs> Why has it had to happen, Dan? Everything was just going <laughs> nice. Why, Why have we had to do this? Can you, Jack Grealish? Yeah, I know. I just I don't understand why we've got to this position. To be honest. Um... Yeah, the players just don't. I mean, if and like I said before, if Smith does end up staying, which is still a very real possibility, I think if we lost three or four nil tonight, I think it would be absolutely inevitable. And it's still the mind the defeat tonight. If Southampton had better finishing, it would it probably would have been two or three. But on paper, it's still only a one nil. You know, changing in the second half kind of changed it a little bit. So on paper, it, Smith could very very well still be here in the next. He could still be here for the rest of the season. Like, we don't know, do we? So if he is, the, the players still also need to do way more. The players just don't look at it. The attitude isn't right. The fitness is still way off. Like, when Dio, 11 games in, he's getting cramped up after 70 minutes and hasn't looked anywhere near it for the whole time he's been with us. Fitness is a problem. Finding the best 11 is a problem. Basically, everything's a problem. Coaching's a problem. It's all Everything is a big problem. And Villa are only going in one direction at the moment. That's that's downwards. Um that if they do get rid of him, first, that... we? so just looking at the table, I don't think we can drop into the bottom, bottom three, um, well potentially, but we're going to be, you know, depending on how results we're go down there. Well, we're going to be, we're going to be very close, you know, if if the likes of Burnley, Burnley and and, and Leeds get results and Watford get results, they're probably playing each other now. But um, yeah, it's it's too close for comfort. It really is. Um, well, just just away from because I know we're going to wrap this up in a minute, but just away from um, away from Smith and about the match in general today. What was your what was your take on? Because to me, we lacked confidence in the first half, confidence confidence and quality in the first half, and we lacked quality in the in the second half and. Like you said, it did seem a little bit of an act of desperate desperation towards the end. But having said that, you're one nil down. You've got you're still in the game. You've got to try and throw on what you've got, haven't you? Mm. 
I'd like to have seen Fledgian be Dace come on for Felgars at some point rather than Davis, I think. I think if you've got Watkins and Archer as your strikers, you, the next the next option for me then would be to change one of the wide men rather than to change another striker and, and just go absolutely desperate. But I don't know. I don't know. Why are we analysing it? Do you know what I mean? No, like, no, well, no, you can't win, can he? If he didn't change it, we would have been going, why didn't he change it? Why didn't he throw every strike on? And now he has done that. And we're saying, why did he do that? They we're just going to go around in circles. I don't, I don't know what we're so really thinking, aren't we? You know, I remember I put a tweet out about no no longer than four or five weeks ago, proclaiming Austin McPhee as the as the as the maestro. Um that and then now, doesn't it? Well it does because you know I've seen that he I've seen circles with better corners than <laughs> than we've got. You know, it's just it's just basics, isn't it? A bit yeah, a bit like a bit like Smith Rowe the other week. We've seen James Ward Prowse as well. You know, I don't think he was at his best tonight, but he was still an upgrade on, on, on what we've got in that area. Field, put it that way. So, I don't know. When's the next all the one comments, of these? Uh, two weeks off? Uh, well, we probably won't be doing another one of these for a couple of weeks. People asking about Fonseca, Francesca, however you pronounce it. Is he the answer? I couldn't. I couldn't pretend that I that I know his. I know his record well enough and, to be honest. I think it's I a gamble. Like, but any man, I was just about to say, any manager's a gamble. In both, in both, both sides of it, we're sitting here going, "Oh, Eddie Howe, like he's no good." But what if Eddie Howe came and got us into Europe? Like, there's nothing to suggest that wouldn't or would happen. That any any managerial decision is a gamble, isn't it? There's nothing to suggest whoever is replacing Dean Smith will be better. It's just that the feeling is so negative that the managerial change is the only thing we can change here to try and get some kind of positive positivity. The only downside to that, in my eyes, is that you're just starting this whole project thing again. Because the new manager's got to get his own ideas and his own staff, his own players, and we're back to square one, season 19-20, first year back in the Premier League, because we're at that level again. Yeah, but and we've seen times when that's worked, and we've seen times when that, that hasn't worked, not necessarily at Villa, but at, but at other clubs. Managers, you know, managers get chopped chopped and changed. I think you're right. You know, it's stating the obvious. Every manager managerial change is a gamble. It's just what what needs to be the trigger are we? Is it that bleak now that that gamble has to be made? Like, you know, or does that gamble? I'm not saying it does. Does that gamble come when you're in the relegation zone? Does that gamble come when you cut adrift in the relegation zone? Um, maybe that gamble comes because it's a time of convenience and you've got two weeks to, to sort mm-hmm. it out. Um, it starts international break, isn't it? Till March, I think. Unless I'm wrong. So this is the only. Managers don't really get sacked in the international boat. Like, it could happen any time. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen Monday. It could happen next week. Or it could not happen at all. So, until it happens, this is exactly what I said last week. If we keep losing games, this is the conversation until the board pull the trigger or don't. Because if we win a game, it'll just be, oh, that win only papers over the cracks. Dean Smith's still not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. And we'll just go around in circles again. Well, yeah. Well, if we lose consecutive games, <laughs> there's no way. No, if we lose again, yeah. Is yeah. Um, what's uh, has he done? Has Smith done much post-match? Because I've just come straight on to here. Has he said much? I'll do Twitter quickly. Uh, can't see anything. Oh, Dean Smith, Sky Sports. This is for Mash. I'm a scrapper. I always have been. We'll get the players fit in the international break and come back better. Cool. Again, what can he say? Uh, I don't know why I looked, really, because it was going to be something like that, wasn't it? He just looked... He, he looked broken at the end. And he... he 
Does he normally shake Craig Shakespeare's hand? So I saw someone in the comments say, uh, you know, he shook hands with all his assistants before going to the Southampton. I think he does that anyway. Does he? He, de- he definitely shakes all the hand. I don't know whether he does it before the Southampton, the opposition manager, but I don't think he reads no, too much into really it. No, probably reading too much into it. I, I, I thought, that's a bit weird. He just looked a bit <laughs> lost. He was like, shake whatever hand he could so he didn't have to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he always does it. But I remember someone tweeted me about um, the training ground comment. Saying like, oh, you know, they look good in training. The players are motivated. And Martinez saying, that, you know, treat it like a cup final. We, you know, we're going to go out and get three points. But they can't say anything else, can they? That Dean Swift's not going to go out, come out and say, oh, yeah, we've we've lost four. Friday might be tricky. Like they have to come out and, and act like that, don't they? He's got to come out now and say, yeah, we'll we'll fight back stronger. But he could get sacked tomorrow, and that comment is is pointless anyway. So they have to be media, don't they? Probably got electrodes wired up to them. If they don't say something, it's on message. They get a big, they get four thousand volts shot through them. So, uh, yeah, again, and it's an, another cliche. That's the hat trick, but it doesn't matter what they say, does it? Because we can all see, we can all see what's happening. It does get so, slightly worrying when we've always praised Dean Smith for being. Like he always said what we all thought, you know, when he first joined, it was like, oh, he says the things. Yeah, but if, we, if we're all starting to think Dean Smith out, <laughs> yeah, true. He can't say that, can he? Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we just call this a day? Because we're, we're going around in circles here, aren't we? We said half an hour, we've done 32 minutes. So there'll be some kind of other podcast in the week. It's in an international break now. So no post game ones. Maybe get Ash and Pat or James together to talk about it. I mean, the well, next week, this year, we might do something if we can. Be well, then, well, what's the point doing something unless there's a decision made? What, what, do we do, what do we talk about on Monday if he's still in the job? All the comments that we do are going to be well, Dean Smith out. So, what is the conversation now until until well, Martinez sat- played well? Yeah, Martinez played well. Cash was all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's call it. Let's call it a night. I've got one last can in the fridge. I burnt my finger as well on a on a microwave meal tonight. So I knew it was yeah. going to be one of them nights. Microwave meal is sad enough. I blinked that it? Friday night yeah. low fat microwave curry, burnt my hand, and then watched that crap again. Mm. cut that bit out right. <laughs> right, thanks everyone for watching we had 900 views at one point so that's that's good uh, Rowan Mill says Dan it's your job to find subjects to discuss no it isn't exactly it's not what Dan it's not Rowan to uh, yeah everyone enjoy the rest of your weekend don't let Villa ruin it too much um, we move on to the next game don't we we'll bounce right with three points that's what all the managers say uh, Matt thanks for your time thanks for everyone who watched thanks for your comments and we'll catch you again at some point in the future. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.